Welcome to Two Dads Against the World, where we take on the funny world we live in, one diaper change, one soccer practice, one homework assignment at a time. Join us as we chat about everything from raising kids, facing the challenges of everyday life, and whatever we enjoy and makes us laugh. Yes, we'll rant, and yes, we'll laugh, and maybe we'll eventually learn, but no guarantees. Scotty, how are you doing? I'm relieved. What? Why are you relieved? Well... I went to the washroom before we got this started, Good and call. I finished the Christmas lights. Not well, eighty-nine percent of the Christmas lights are completely Eight, on the house. Wait, wait, you've been 89%. doing this now for the last three podcasts mm-hmm. that you've been doing this. Are you lazy or what's going on in no. the Griswold family? Just it's it's hard to to put together a couple hours. Every, you know, when you get a chance to do it. Today was hard. Yeah. I came. Well, I worked really late last night, and then I got up this morning, and spent from nine a.m. till twelve thirty, chipping and scraping ice off the driveway, and of course all of our sidewalks. Yeah, because you uh, got that corner lot. Yeah, there's there's two hundred and fifty feet of sidewalk I take care of, right? So it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it took a number on the old back. Well, I got some dirty bird wild turkey sitting right here as a little muscle relaxant, and then just uh, smooth things over a little red ale. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, All while natural. you sit there relax and have a sip, getting your back all nice and loose, mm-hmm. and you can explain your actually Griswold family uh, uh, house that uh, to our guest, who is Cody Preeb, uh, joins us for this podcast. Scott and Cody met at a vol- volunteering at a leadership conference. I think I got to know Cody a little bit there and a little bit at work through uh, different projects. He doesn't work with me or was on staff, but he's one of our go-to guys that we've been helping. Cody, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks guys for having me on. Yeah, so um, like, like uh, you know, we're glad you're here, but uh, Scott, uh, Scott's house and why this is a three-week process to put Christmas lights on is because he probably is stealing power from his neighbors. I'm sure of it for how much light you have on your house. Everything's to one plug. It's yeah. literally house? Gri- it's literally Griswold in our house. I would love to sneak that like sneak an extension cord over to somebody's house. I might do it one day. Yeah. Whoever I mean, does not have Christmas lights on our block by next Friday. Yeah. You this will have a secret extension cord. Or you should sneak lights on their house. Oh, no, 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 They no, come no, home no, and they're no, like, wait, what, what is this? What happened? That's like rewarding them. That's Why rewarding has Santa Claus shit on my house? <laughs> That's literally how my brother-in-law describes my house. He's just like, it looked like Christmas just took a shit on your house. Like, what is going on here? Like, what is going on here? This is a little, this is a little excessive. And I'm like, That's the whole point. That's it's, awesome. It's Christmas in Canada. Excessiveness is the game. Cody, Cody, uh, are you a big uh, Christmas light guy? Um, I have one Christmas light story, but uh, yeah. not a huge Christmas. I, I leave them on year round. I'm that guy. I just I, I went to clear bulbs, and I'm like, that's it, clear bulb, and don't have to do a thing. Yeah, yeah just yeah. like a show home. You're that's, show home now. I'm a show home. Yeah, that's you're true. show home. That's what show homes do. Yeah. Hey, why not? Why not? I mean, it'd be tacky if you had like the Christmas Santa Claus or the trees or the, like the minion little blow up doll that goes in the front of the house, yeah, all all year round. Because you know, minion screams Christmas. Yeah, I wanted to get that. It looks fun. It looks fun. So, uh, so you guys met at this volunteer. What were you guys doing volunteering at this leadership conference? We were volunteering, looking after the volunteers in the room and all their supports and things that make them comfortable so we volunteer like, to to manage and look after the volunteers How would so there was people that did work yeah like and then there was like the two of, of us like yeah. ushers booksellers like yeah. oh, people are like making food like they made full-on meals yeah yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. right we just let so, them know when it was time to eat yeah and then they would go up to to your to this break room, you say. Yeah, yeah. And then we decorated you guys the break would... room. We set out some waters and stuff. <laughs> some mints. Here, have a mint. It's Actually, really more. I, I think more we did, important. right, Cody? There was yeah. like some gums we laid out. Yeah, there we was had like... gum and mint, and we had like cat, a little cat wall, pictures of cat on a wall. 
Oh, like we right. made it really yeah. homey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cody found that cool fake plastic plants. Yeah, we spread some of those around. Yeah, yeah so it's a two two day conference. If I remember, I was there, uh, enjoyed the conference. I was overseeing the overseers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds worse than what we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was over. I was overseeing the maintenance and cleaning crews and some of the volunteer crews. Basically, I was walking around making sure everybody was doing their job. So it was just like, yeah. And I, I was, I was uh, uh, some sort of leader of some sort, so I had to take breaks from time to time, and enjoy the food at your at your location. So thank you. Oh yeah, for... that's true. Actually, you we yeah. took care of you. You took care of me, and I really appreciate that. I really, I felt um, cared for. You took I wouldn't one say too loved. many waters. I took a little bit few too many mints. Actually, I still think I have some somewhere. You got some, a canker from that pocket. taste, though. It's never left. <laughs> yeah, just the the one side of mouth still raw. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah, it was it was good. It was Isn't good. it weird though, as an adult, how we still get cankers? It's like we What's know exactly heck, how many candies it'll take, but we're always like, maybe one more. Yeah, maybe I can good. do another sour. And a guy this week tell me. He, this week he told me, ah, I bought two bags of chips. Well, what chips? Like Mick, Miss Vicky's, like spicy uh, dill. Mm. He ate two bags of chips in like 24 hours. And on Monday morning, his one side of his, uh, inside of his cheek was just falling off. He was like <laughs> spitting it out like a, he, he was, he had TB from the, from the old West. Oh, <laughs> gunslinger of the old West. There goes my lung. No, it's your inside cheek. Um, mm. Anyways, no. Well, so, I'm do, your do, huckleberry. Now I know Scott's mentioned it before, like he volunteers for the for the soccer for this for the, I don't know soccer league is that the right thing or so- soccer organization? Yeah, yeah, of your area. Mm-hmm. It's football. Sorry, I stand corrected. That's right. Let's get back to you. we're part of this world. We're not just isolated anymore. That's right. <clears throat> football on the pitch. Is that right? Is that right? Is it on the pitch? It's on the pitch. Wearing their kit. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that right, right works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. What other soccer I'm, terms do we know? Nil. I, I know nil. Much. Oh yeah, yeah. What's mm-hmm. that? Nil, nil. Yeah. It's zero zero. I'm still enough mm-hmm. of a North American. It's zero zero. I've watched. Uh, uh, what's that? What's that Apple show? That's Ted Lasso. Thank you, Ted Lasso. That's brilliant. Love that show. Love that show. I got. I think I got through like the. Um, I think I started and I got halfway through the second season, but I left it off. Yeah. You got halfway through the second season? Or no, maybe I got the second season done and I was almost in the third season. I don't know. I was pretty far. I was, I was, I was addicted for a while and then my free Apple trial ended and then oh, that was no. it. Yeah. Oh, and I was you not continuing. Borrow, I was not you have continuing. to borrow somebody's. There you yeah. go. Yeah, whoever's come got, on over, we'll do a Ted Lasso uh, marathon. Wh- whoever's got uh, an Apple um, TV account, just just throw me your password and sign in. That'd be Good super sweet because I'm not paying for another one of these damn things. I've got Amazon. I've got fucking Netflix. <laughs> the Disney. The uh, save money. They said yes. Yeah, you don't have to pay for cable. Said. They said. What about Crave? You yeah. got Crave. There's yeah, TSN, yeah. MLB, yeah. NBA. Yeah. Got it. DAZN. Yeah. <laughs> NHL. <laughs> yeah. Golf Golf all Network. The, all the sports sense golf channel. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Scott has to do the golf channel. Now, if he's going to be addicted to something, it's going to be what But you, I, would you I, watch I used to actually soccer? I used to actually I watch more soccer than I do golf now. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I watch a lot more Who, soccer. Do you, and, do you have it And I love you, the Cody, whole like game in 30 minutes. That's a new thing on like Oh, on they have the condensed right soccer games? They have condensed soccer games now, which are Broadcast. super, super awesome. Oh, that's how you get yeah, new not, fans. Yes. No, no, no. The game isn't 30 minutes. The game is still whatever long the it is. The game is still a 90-minute game, but it's a condensed, so there's no... So every time there's a whistle blown, boop, right to the next play, boop, right to the next play, commercial break, boop, right to the oh, next play. Oh, they're just standing around, and they're just you know playing hacky sack in the middle of the field? Yep. Sorry. <laughs> That's yeah, so it's real it's quick. Brilliant. Quick NBA way to has watch that game. too. I think all the sports do that. The condensed thing. Yeah, and yeah. I think I, it's a very good. Like I love it. I, I can. I love how you can get a game that's that would take normally about an hour and a half to watch. You can watch in thirty minutes. Like that's. So who do you follow? Or like uh, who's uh, who no, are you a fan of? Nobody really in particular. Um, 
you know, uh, I like every league, right? Like I like a lot of the Latin leagues. I like I like the Mexican league. I like Premier. I even like watching uh, the Canadian soccer league. Like it's okay. I gotta ask. This was not part of what we were gonna really talk about, which it's fine. It was just wonderful because. I've been needing to ask this of somebody, and I might as well ask it in front of our podcast listeners. What the heck with all these leagues? Like, how, how, who's, what league should I be following? I can't follow all the leagues. Like, I just, I'm too new to this. Which one should I pick? Well, it's like, just different areas, I'm, right? Like, we have the NHL, but there's also, the, like, there's also hockey in, in Europe, right? There's yeah, but it's not Russia. as good. But it's not as good. Well, exactly, and that's the way it is with a lot of different things. Like our Canadian soccer league is not as good as Premier, but it's right. still televised. You can still watch the games. You can still follow them, right? So yeah, but MLS. So, so is little league stuff. Same thing. So. Like MLS is uh, you know, that's that's good soccer, but it's not it's not top tier soccer. It's more I, right. of the guys that came from the Premier, com- past their prime. They go to MLS. They go to LA. You know, retire there, make a ton of money, being half crippled, right? So. There's also a huge pool of players in soccer. Yeah, there's like hockey, very small pool of players. That's right. It's so that's you know what that's the best way of looking at it, Cody. It's a world game, and there's different divisions. Like there's so many, so many powerhouses. But if I need to choose the most watched, most most storied uh, league where there's like rivalries and they matter versus Premier. Premier like because some of these legs like the the ones in North America, I get we're getting some of the players from that used to be playing in the better leagues and they're not bad. I, I know that there's it's not horrible soccer. No, it's, it's not like schoolyard soccer. It's way better than that. But I'm not going to spend my time trying to figure out what I should be watching, mm-hmm. and I don't want to watch everything. I don't want to watch like you know Edmonton's. Well, I shouldn't say that, but live yeah, it's I, I really fun. What is it? I've been to the the Edmonton team live, the, the Edmonton Football Club or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's live fun. would make sense, but on yeah. TV though, I don't know if I want to do that because it's it's like, do we is there is the fan base really that involved and excited, or are they just excited because they're at a soccer game? Well, That's always... there is a pretty good fan. There is a pretty good fan base. It's just not a huge following, but like I've been to the games and like there's a good fan base. There's a loyal following, just like with any soccer club. And it reminds you of like a a small European, you know, tier three team, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that's just outside of premier goes to tier uh, one or whatever they call it just underneath. Right. Cause you get last team of the pool gets kicked out then they got to go to a different tier and then they play lower divisions. And, uh, but it's like village soccer, right? Like every village, you know, huddles around their soccer or, you know, their football team um, in, you know, places like in Europe and, and, uh, and uh, what am I trying to say? South America. And... So, so, Cody, like, did you play a lot of soccer growing up, or do you are you following it a lot, or do you just go because it was a fun thing to do? I don't know if I actually scored. I I played in grade one, but yeah. uh, I don't remember scoring a goal. I switched yeah. to other sports. I went to baseball, basketball. Yeah, yeah. The, right, the traditional North American played in school <laughs> sports, and because you know, based on our age, that's soccer was played. Uh, uh, we played soccer, at least where I grew up, we played a lot of soccer at recess. It was always soccer. Like, I played quite a bit totally. of soccer. So it's not like it's foreign to me, but from, like, grade five on, I was more interested in hockey. And so, and I, we didn't get any broadcasts. We didn't get any information about, like, the, oh. you know, who Well, there's also a time zone the problem back then, too. Oh, so like sure. here, I yeah. think all the diehards they watch live. It's like six a.m. I think they go to the mm-hmm. pub. Like that's that's early. That's early. Yeah, yeah. Even for, for me, those not people. not early to be drinking, just early to be watching a game. Like, early to get out of your house and go to the pub. That that's that's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to leave the house um, before six. Because you got to you got to be there at six. That's yeah, right. you don't want to lo- you don't want to miss out. You don't want to so come. You're like that's disrespectful. Yeah. Well, that's disrespectful. Right. And you can go to bed. Or you just have a bender all twenty four hours, like that. Or don't oh, go to yeah. bed. Maybe that's how you do it. You're on. That's how you do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, but it, it, like Scott, you're saying uh, soccer is a world league, a world sport, I should say. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
No, yeah. there, I don't think there is anything that, you know, touches more, you know, ground in the world than, than that sport. Right. I would you... be shocked if there was a bigger sport in the world. Okay, so this is, watch this segue, check this out. So with your volunteering in this soccer and with this world sport, I know something about Cody that he's involved with in an area where there's a lot of uh, uh, families coming to Canada. Is that something that you've noticed, Scott? Uh, not Scott, sorry, Cody. I heard the I heard the can opening over with Scott's Scott's. <laughs> That's my. It's just my thing. That's my background <laughs> noise. It's, it's, it's your gas, white noise. Gas, propane, <laughs> fire pit, opening beer cans. That must be in Scott's garage right there. It's Scott's garage right there, Cody. I know that you're working with the group down in uh, in the south part of Edmonton, uh, where there's a lot of new families to Canada. Is that something that? Uh, well, two things. One is that something that you've noticed them talking a lot about, oh, and two, what are you love doing? Soccer. Yeah, let's talk about the soccer part. Like, what do these kids tell us a little bit about? So it, these... it's Youth Rise, and that's in okay. in the Millbourne area, which is in Millwoods, and. Youth Rise is a youth drop-in center, and they've got other okay. programs that they run for like junior high, senior high kids. I should call them youth. Um, I don't think anybody wants to be called a kid. Even my seven-year-old is like, I'm not a little girl, Dad. <laughs> okay, you're not. <laughs> yes, you're you a are. Big girl. Yes, you. No, no. You're. Yes, you're. My, I was a little girl. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this community, a, a lot of them are um, very new to Canada. Some are refugees. But uh, so actually, Youth Rise runs a basketball program, and this summer we're going to run a, a soccer program. Um, it's phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah, they just live for sport, man. Some of these kids, youth. There's, is that a, is that a drink game? Every every time I say kids, Let's Scott do it. takes a drink. Scott, I'll I'll drink my iced tea. Every time someone mentions kids, I fucking drink anyway. So. <laughs> So yeah, so you're doing this program with it. So you you have a like they have a team then I'm guessing this this youth rise that does this. Or are you bringing in like coaches and stuff like that? Well, here's the best thing. Similar to how I was a volunteer for the volunteers, that's my role yeah. at Youth Rise. I actually <laughs> I actually support the people that are I would call them frontline workers. They're the people in, in sure. the front doing the work, um, and I'm the guy in the back that just, just does them. paperwork and. Says, Takes hey, care of them. dude, you did a great job there. I love, I love well, seeing you out there. It yeah. is one of your skills, Cody. It's like if you ever meet Cody is in, behind in people. Face, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's creepy. Um, hello there. Um, no, no, no. Like one of the things that that uh, like you almost like anytime you like compliment or say something good, you're mm-hmm. like, wow, Cody said something nice to me. Not that that's a surprise. <laughs> It's like you do it way more often than most people do, but yeah. it comes across as like, "Oh, I feel better because of that." It's, yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a skill, not skill. It's a gift you've got. Well, so. you know what I think Absolutely. is amazing about I would 100% that. One hundred percent agree. Is almost every single time it never catches someone by surprise that they actually were good at something. Like if you're telling your kid, "Hey, I can't believe you just scored the goal there. Like that was awesome." The kid's like, "Oh, I know it's awesome, and I did score the goal." You know, or if right. someone's working and you tell them, you know what, you did that pretty quick and it's clean and thank you. You know, thanks for not making this a hard, you know, a headache for other people. Like always, always, the person's like, you're right. <laughs> it's never a surprise, right. which is funny. You know, that's true. That's true. But it's always nice to, to hear it. So if you're ever around Cody, just wait. Like get giddy. Like just know that somehow he's going to compliment you in a way that. Is as you now know is obvious, but still the even if there's like nothing nice to say about you, much like there was with me when (laughs) Cody and I worked, he would just he just walked by. You know what? You look great in a white shirt. Thanks, Cody. You dressed up. You actually dressed up though. Like you were business (laughs) attire, man. You you were pro. Scott came to to be impress. Yeah, you had black shoes, black pants. Actually, here. Okay, fine. I do recall exactly what I would have said to you, maybe not word for word, but it was, you have the gift of hustle. You actually didn't stand around and look and wait. You actually would grab stuff and be busy and go somewhere and, and get something and, and think about what to move do next. Move your ass. Move yeah. your ass. Yeah. Uh, the gift of hustle. 
That should be the tag like underneath the t-shirt. We've been joking about <laughs> making t-shirts called just move your ass. It's no joke. They're coming. They are coming. Cody Maybe if one. you hustled, you... If they would come quicker. If you moved your ass, they'd come a little quicker. If you moved your ass, ass they would. <laughs> Let's go, China. <laughs> Someone hit that three-year-old making that shirt right now. Just release oh. the boat and let the kids row them to North America by yes, now. Yes, exactly. So it's not stuck on a boat in a port like everything else in the, the world. Kids, the kids' hands are just not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not taking care of that detail. That is completely to the hustler. The hustle's taking care of that. <laughs> That's it's cost a new name. I like it. It's true though, Scott. You are a hustler. I totally agree with Cody. Yeah. See, yeah. not a surprise. Yeah, not a surprise. Do you, yeah. And look, it looks like you feel better about yourself, don't you? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Tell right. your wife, hey, just go knock on the door, open the open the door, go, honey. Guess what? I'm the hustler. I'm the hustler. See what she says. You got to say it in, in, a, in a cool voice, though. I know, yeah, but she would just look at me straight in the eyes and be like, "Good for you." <laughs> and go back would to the garage. Good. Yeah. <laughs> go. To- uh, there's still there's still colors to hang. And um, you gotta fold the whites. Oh, <laughs> fold the whites. Yeah. Hustle and get on that, that string of lights. And get that string of lights back up yeah. there. You, so you can go hustle with that laundry right now, Mister Hustler. <laughs> oh. And hey, by he the way, the to, floor has, mar- hasn't been swept. So. Ooh. Did we just? I'm sorry. Did not mean to, to touch on the domestic dispute. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of domestic abuse and violence today. <laughs> oh. Verbal. No, it was going on in my head, and I was like daydreaming, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this could go down like this. It could just go straight up fucking Pulp Fiction. But you know what? I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let this go. Whatever. I want, I want to ask. He said, try he not said to. you did this, you did that. You know, the usual. Yes, yes, I hear you. I hear you. I didn't leave did that one alone, but I really want to ask. No. I really, I really want to. Cody, do you want to ask? We won't tell anyone. Nobody will know. It's we want, we're not recording this right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're just having a conversation. Here, we'll just hit pause oh. there. I hit pause. Yeah, Go ahead. pause. Yeah, pause. <laughs> nope. No. Okay. Um, we're back. We tried. We're moving on. I'm pause. I'm pause. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. So funny. tell me a little bit more about this youth rise. So the so you, there's this the community in Edmonton. A bunch so, of uh, new Canadians. Uh, Scott, go ahead and ask the question. Yeah, so was this part of like a church or like what is this? Or is this a community center for youth? Like a youth center in Mill... Mil, Mil, oh, jeez, I always get that Millbourne, wrong. Mill, Millbourne. Like, it is weird because so Millbourne is in Mill Woods. Yeah, is yes. it in Millbourne Mall? Yeah, no. just north. Just north of there. Okay. Yeah, there's between Millbourne Mall and this like... It is a community center. It used to be a church. And it's run by, uh, actually, it's run by a church right now. And it has been run by a church for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's many different groups the building, in there. The building is, the building is right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And then every, I think every organization in there, except for maybe one guy who used it as an office to sell things out of China. <laughs> He's not in there anymore. But the, there actually was a guy that just used it as his office somehow. He must have known someone. <laughs> Okay. But every group in there is we should have called him affiliated with what? the church. <laughs> we should got him to get a t-shirt. Dang it! Um, so yeah, so you've got so what kind of uh, space do you guys the drop-in center? Just like a couple rooms, or what is it? In in this building, because it's an old church, the main floor has like a huge auditorium. We don't use that. We go to the basement because we're youth. You put all the kids in the right. basement, right? Right, right, right. It sounds like it's a dungy, Drink. smelly, musty, dirty, dark basement. Oh, no way. It's painted. We had it professionally painted. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder by who. <laughs> we, we know a lot of commercial painters. But uh, actually, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a clean space. It's actually a pretty big space. We've got a kitchen. There's a recording studio. So you can come in. we got a guy that knows music pretty well. One of the guys on staff right now is, uh, shoot, I'm going to mess it up. But he lays down beats. So if you were a guy that wanted to rap, you need a beat to rap too. And there's probably a really cool way to say this. 
he would do a mix to it, right? Yeah. So he does he all would, of lay down some tracks. He throw down the beat. Yeah. Yeah, laid some tracks down because we're that we're horrible. Keep going. Yeah. We're so not going to redeem that. I'm just a little too white. I just don't have it. <laughs> Wait, hey, Eminem's white. Anything? Vanilla Ice. Is oh. Eminem white? And there's got to be another another one. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. Weird Al Yankovic wrapped once. There you go. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. True. They got uh, they got a, like a TV room with video games because who doesn't who doesn't do that? They got stand up arcade video games too. Those awesome. are a hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a gym in the building, so that's where we'll have like some sports training. So you, you know how in hockey there's like the dry ice training is what they call it. Same thing in other sports. So they'll do a lot yep. of a lot of like footwork and strength training. Mm-hmm. But okay, yeah. So the place for these kids to actually just come and hang out then. Totally. This is one of the areas in town where there's an incredibly a lot of people. There's like public housing and subsidized housing. And then there's just a lot of other like duplexes. And so you get so many people, all their parents are working. Mm -hmm. The youth just need somewhere to go. They need something to do. Um, There are other problems. You're the neighborhood day home. Neighborhood daycare. (laughs) (laughs) They would not want to hear that. (laughs) <laughs> no, right. But these kids, these kids got to be like, what are they? Seven, grade seven and through twelve, kind of. Yeah, ideas? That... yeah. Junior high, senior high, and uh, we've got like a, a right, job so... prep program. So they'll come in. We'll work on the like interview skills. We'll do mock interviews. Work on their resume. Um, actually, one of the gals got hired as she, I think she's the head waitress now at Earl's. So wow, awesome. she got hired and like just killed it. But that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, that's pretty awesome. So, um, why are you doing that though? Like, why why are you choosing to spend your time working with these kids or working yeah, so- with those that are working with kids? Mm-hmm. Well, I, like, why I, why? Okay, so I, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. I'm sorry. That's a huge uh, answer me, too, probably. <laughs> but you're you're volunteering, obviously. Yeah, right? I don't get paid. I don't get paid. Yeah, I'm actually is, not allowed. It's written in yeah, like our your, bylaws. There you go. Yeah. You're a very giving guy. It says Cody does not so, get paid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it does benefit so, me. So to answer that, I, I actually yeah, do think, yeah. you know, part of that answer is obviously I am affiliated with the church. And I do think uh, there is a whole lot of love that's preached in the Bible where it's like, hey, God gives you love. God gives you grace. You're going to have to show others that as well. Right, he kind of modeled modeled it for us in the Bible, and let's let's act that out. And then there's another thing where, selfishly, I do think being generous with whatever you got benefits you. So if you're giving something oh, yeah, away, for sure, there's a there's a benefit to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know, I just finished. Uh, I, I know that I'm a delinquent when it comes to reading. Um, I finally finished the Twelve Rules of Life fully this week. You were stuck on ten for a long time. I was stuck on number two for a long time. <laughs> like a long time. I don't like, know if I've heard of this book. What's a couple of the of the? Hold rooms? on. Here, let me read them. I think you probably broke a rule head. already today. Wow, I'm really he loud did. without my headphones on. <laughs> let me turn that down. No wonder my kid can't sleep at night. All right. Um, so here's the book. Twelve Jordan rules Peterson. for life. Yeah. So. I'm not going to get into how this came about. There's a whole story behind how he decided to write this book. Anyways, the rules are very interesting. When you hear the rules, it's kind of it's kind of sounds whimsical. But honestly, each one of these chapters is almost like a lecture, like if you're going to school right. or going to listen to a wise man. So um, there, I'll get into that in a second. But it's I'll, I'll come back to your first statement of the why, and then I'm going to ask you more questions. We're going to ask you more questions. But rule one is like, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Two is treat yourself. Stand, uh, yeah, treat Number two is treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping. Wait, the whole first one is actually just posture? It's not talking about how to stand straight. But there's a whole, uh, I'll get into that. Here's a good It's a mindset. Rules. It's a mindset. Yeah. It's like a mindset. So he goes in, I'll, I'll say it now. So there's 12 of them. Like it goes like set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. It's one of his other rules. Um, number five is do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. 
and then compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. That like these these are some of the rules that he has. And the twelfth one, just to get to that one, is pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. And he goes into that chapter is actually about suffering, right? And the bad things in life. And so, so the rules are fun and and kind of is there in a rule about themselves. about being a person that just kind of I don't the, know the you know, rule uses their time or skills to to benefit no. everybody, not just themselves. So, no, the rule twelve is. 12 and if I'm just to summarize and then give you an elevator pitch would be life can be extremely hard and unfair and difficult and painful and hurtful. But when there are moments of joy in the middle of the pain, take them, find that, take that reprieve. And how do you handle that horrible disease diagnosis or that horrible loss of somebody's life or that traumatic uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome? How do you, how do you live with all that? Maybe pet a cat from time to time because it's a ray of hope. Right. And there's a whole thing, like these little rays of hope that get you through, allows you to deal with the horrible that can happen in life because it's life. That's basically the rule. It goes a lot deeper than that, but that's kind of the stuff. Um, Jordan Peterson, in his book, he goes in. He's he's a psychologist. Uh, and he's a little bit more than that now, but he's a he's a clinical psychologist and a professor at the U of T, uh, U of Toronto. So he's this big guy, very smart guy, smarter than I've come across people before. Um, Wait, do you rank people based me, on their smartness? Uh, Did you put Scott and I in a scale of of smart? No, no, no. It sounds like um, you're just actively going around ranking people when you meet them as uh, you know. I categorize people. It's true. It's true. <laughs> It's true. I'm sorry. It's true. But my categories are really, really big. Like there's like they profile. All yeah, time. I would say I say majority people fit in the middle. Like and then there's like a select small portion that are like, oh, they're gonna need some extra help in life mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. I put them in the asshole pile. Right. And then there's those shovel other people them where in like because it's just shit. Just shovel them in that like, pile. And then there's other people who are like. Oh, your upper echelon level of genius and heart. Bougie. I don't think smarts is m- m- people that are just smart. There's a lot of people that are really smart. There's if you can have somebody that's really really smart that's connected to their heart and able to live in that world. That's like your upper level human being. That's rare. And so, and I'm not there. I'm not one of those people. So I'm like, oh, that's amazing how are they and how do they get that smart or were they always that smart? These are the questions I always ask myself. Um, so, and smart is not just, a, can you do a mathematical problem faster than the other guy? That's not, that's not what I categorize somebody as smart as. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, of course we all rank each other. Anybody tells you, Oh, I treat everybody equally. No, you don't. No, you don't. Nobody treats everybody equally. I would, argue that uh, there's just no way there's no way everybody there's no way i can't think of one person that treats everybody equally. mahatma gundy mother Teresa. no there's no way no dang it no if they didn't do it no no there's there's no way jesus didn't even treat everybody equally <laughs> 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 Cody's like, what the heck, Eldon? Are you even a? Wait a second. Wait a second. No, no. What I mean Let's is, let's dig like, a little deeper. Well, well, if you look at it, if he actually he he viewed everybody as equal and loved and all that kind of stuff, based on a lot of different factors. If you believe in the Bible, then there's a lot to it. That if you believe in that, you've unpacked that, and I'll go along that. But if you don't believe in the Bible. If you just look at his teachings and those um, history facts about him outside of the Bible, you'll see that he was a, a genuine person in, in history. And the common denominator is his followers extremely respected him and he changed history. Doesn't matter what you believe, the facts around Jesus are there. But he didn't change, he didn't treat everybody equally all the time because he had his, because he had his, close knit 12 that spent more time with him and knew him more intimately than others. 
they were all equal, but he didn't spend his time equally. He couldn't. So well, time is a is a finite resource. Right. Yeah. So as a human being and treating that person as a human being and, and the care for that person, I I would say Jesus would care for that that person one on one equally. But he didn't treat everybody equally in their time and that kind of stuff. Well, there's there's probably a lot of nuance into what equally means in treating as well. Yes. Yes. Right. There's that that's mm-hmm. a whole mm-hmm. Yes, I, Cody, thank you for that. Yeah. That explaining the idea of equal that word is just washed all over the place it, it has so much more meaning layers of meaning i should say to different people and so, to speak on the jordan peterson number 12 if there's a lot of people that have hurts it crosses you know if you're poor or rich it crosses if you're woman or man or child or, or adult there's just things are just hurtful for some reason right and things happen um Sometimes we don't have resources like parents. Sometimes we don't have a resource like a friend when that happens. We get a friend later, <laughs> you know, or we get yeah. married and then we get a, a parents. But oftentimes we, we go through things where we just can't cope. So if we were to flip that and say, why don't we help those people? Why don't we treat everybody? Or why don't we give people grace? I don't know what they're going through. You know, if I'm at a... If I'm helping someone set up a, a youth space for a drop-in center, I know there are people in there that are hurting. But I'm not going up to them and saying, hey, what's your hurt? Hey, what do you need? I'm just providing a space where people can act and, and enjoy life. And the more, they, uh, the more they sit there and enjoy being with each other and whatever activity we're doing, the more open they are to seeking help when they need it or receiving, I don't know, just a little bit of grace or empathy or love from somebody. It doesn't have to be from me, another volunteer, right. another youth even. Yeah, you're providing the space for the cats to walk in so they can be pet in this category 12. That's true. Like he, yeah, like the 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 chapter itself, it's worth reading and, and the, he explains the agony in his life and his, with his daughter that is like yeah. multiple years of agony the family went through they're just not getting along so to speak or no like a physical no. ailment yeah. oh okay like a like surgeries pain like complications very very rare very yeah. rare and just draining for a parent to see their child to go through from such an early age on through their teenage and adult life oh, no doubt like just constant constant struggle constant pain and you know from a father's perspective how do you deal with all that while you're trying to live life and pay the bills and do your, like, how do you do that? And that yeah. reprieve, right? That the, the moments where you can like set things aside to have a moment of just being joyful for a second or cared for, for, for a moment is important. I think you're right. So that would be providing cats. Right, making spaces for people is allowing them a reprieve from whatever they're escaping. There are people that are escaping all sorts of things; they can't control it. Older brother, parents, school. Yeah. Um, Whatever, and some I guess might even have some horrible experiences from the country they came from. Yeah, that they, yeah, and that's uh, we don't fully understand that some of us. What that what's that like? It's very odd to like we know exactly what like PTSD is, and we know like yeah, soldiers have it. Uh, it's horrible. Like war veterans, we've we've heard. It just sounds like I really dismissed them all. <laughs> but it, no, I know you're not. Yeah. We've heard it often associated with that, but we never hear about a 14 yeah. year old arriving into mm-hmm. Canada and having PTSD, going to school every day. Nobody speaks his language, uh, or there is maybe two people. The teachers don't understand them. The bus drivers mm-hmm. don't. Like, it's very weird uh, just what they're going through. Very right. unique to them, you know? So, like, all right. So, it's a good thing. We've established it's a good thing to volunteer. It's a good thing to help out those that um, we can help out. But what do you think the effect is, though, on us as a society? When, when you volunteer, what's the benefit to us? Is there one or is it just individual? 
Meaning if I, if I help one group, does it help other groups? Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I guess what I'm getting at is. Okay. Well, I, here's one example that isn't about the heart. So specifically, if you help, um, this would be disadvantaged youths that are at risk. So categorized as lower income level, categorized as not having um, attentive parental care due to any reason. Um, they are at risk of not graduating. They're at risk of not being healthy due to food and nutrition. They'll make their own suppers. Um, so all of these reasons, is they're just doors in front of them they can't open and get through in order to succeed at other things. So if you have a youth that goes into the prison system, I think it's $125,000 a year for one person in, in jail in Alberta. Wow. So what if you prevented 10 kids from going into prison for yeah. five years? 1.25 million. Like that's actually a huge impact on society, let alone not the crime happening to I'll say victims, people who didn't want it to happen to them. You know, it, it's wrecking a person's life going to jail. That's horrible. So there, there's more right. than more than a heart thing. There's actually, like you said, a greater societal thing where everybody benefits from taking care of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's a good. That's a, I, that that number. That's huge. Yeah. I, I, and I really hope I remembered that correctly now. <laughs> You know what? Someone Google and email take. Eldon at Eldon at. You know we tend to fact check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably get that on Friday, so don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> we probably won't mention it again. Um, uh, we'll just fact check on the run. Wait, you guys got the internet um, over there? Yeah, it's like I can do two things at one. I got the upgraded internet, believe it or not, <laughs> for cheap. Um. Yeah, I don't know what the cost is. Yeah, hundred and uh, this one is saying Northern Alberta is one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars per year to maintain, yeah. maintain an offender. Can you imagine crazy. if we invested that into programs that Cody is working with right now? Could yeah. you just imagine if if you know a hundred and let's just say a hundred thousand dollars was dedicated to each one of those youth that are you know yeah. coming to Cody's places for help. What kind of services could be provided? It's right. incredible. Hey? Right. Take, think. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, what also is incredible that, though is how hidden from view this kind of is. Like we all know mm-hmm. that this happens. We all know that there's neighborhoods that just seem to have more struggles. We all know For there's sure. like prison and I grew up in youth some gangs. Of them, and, and yeah, I get it. But it's just not in front of us. We just don't see it. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So how how would it somebody like if our listeners are like, "Oh crap, man! I didn't know about that." Like, maybe, maybe to youth prize, but how do how does one go about even thinking about or where to go to to maybe the volunteer time or volunteer money or volunteer expertise? Like, what would you, not specifically about youth prize, but where would you start? Where would mm-hmm. you send somebody to start thinking or start doing or moving your ass to get off the off the couch and doing something about helping? Your neighbor beside you. What do, what do you recommend? Probably exactly what you just did, which is say, hey, what what is around me? What can I do? What perspective am I looking at this from? What what are what other perspectives do I need to look at this from? I think there's everybody even around you that can use help. Um we're just maybe too busy to to know. Or we're not looking at it from a, the right perspective to know what help they need. So maybe it's easier to go to an organization like Girls and Boys Club or go to your church down the down the road. They're doing care closets like for food and clothing. And mm-hmm. um, the YMCA also has a bunch of youth ones and adult ones. Yeah. Right. Actually, I don't have any involvement in it, but addictions counseling to me seems amazing. I've worked with a lot right. of people that struggled huge, like multiple heart attacks, um, They've been in rehab multiple times. Their families have just been like affected. They would steal from their family and pawn stuff just to continue the habit. Like it just ripped their family apart. Uh, and you know what? The dude is actually, he's an addictions counselor right now. Like he's still affected wow. by his addictions and he's got health problems for life. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, he's Mike is his name. He's an addictions counselor helping dudes. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. And so we so basically look around you and take action. Yeah. I think open so. your eyes. Is that Open your eyes and realize. Whoa. Is that a song? Ooh. I don't know. I, is that is that a saying? I, my, is, is that I wish I knew who it was. Is it Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson? Open your eyes and realize. Google that lyric. Oh yeah. This is real time. That's this is this sound it sounds like a Michael Jackson lyric. Totally. All right. Actually, I think it's actually a Christian band called DC Talk. What? Okay. Hold on. I, it, it, there's a YouTube. Scott, I was one of YouTube those kids thing. that, like, my first, like, you would call it secular, like, non-Christian. My first album I listened to that wasn't Christian, I think, was uh, Pearl Jam. Album oh. 10. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Pearl Jam. When I was, like, in high school. Ten. It's good stuff. Pearl Jam was big in high school. They were good. They were good, um, man. What the heck? Yeah, I was the first... Uh, CD I bought with my money, Pearl Jam 10. I'm pretty sure I stole it, but <laughs> either way, I had it. You had it. I've never heard of these guys. Alter Bridge, album One Day Remains? No, that can't be it. That can't nah. be it. For both of us to think it was a, a lyric means it's a bigger band than someone named Alter Bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no... I, I'm trying to find it that's what google came up with when i typed in open your eyes lyrics maybe i should write a song about it nobody's done it yet you know what you know maybe this is it boom this is it open your eyes um so as we just type away and this is great great uh entertainment just listening to people type (laughs) yeah actually if you uh need help with a soccer program in the summertime you let me know Awesome. Happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. Done. Uh, maybe I'll come by and, and I'll be the water guy because I'll and I can learn how to coach. <laughs> I'm sure Aaron I'm sure my little uh my little tyke is gonna be a soccer player. She's already kicking the ball around in the basement. Man, oh, coaching yeah. is a whole Her thing, isn't got... it? Is that what you do, Scott? It is a whole thing. Yeah. It's a it's a whole thing. It really is. It's it's a lot. So you it know can, what I just realized? Can, um... I was talking with someone that did ringette. There's like coaching yep. levels. So you take courses. Yes. Is this the same thing yes. with soccer and other sports? Absolutely, hundred percent. That's incredible. Yeah, a lot of different, a lot of different levels. Yeah. Have you taken anything yeah. yet? Yeah. So I'm just under like so the the next level for me to take would be like to go into a more, you know, bronze uh, medallion, professional <laughs> sort of thing, right? Like to right. to get a, like a class C license would be my next step. Uh, which I, I would like to get just Neat. just to have like just to have a like a youth license so yeah so that yeah you can you can go and be kind of a mentor right so that's that's kind of my uh, goal I think maybe next year's go get the class C and then uh, yeah um, but no there's there's so many different levels of coaching there's there's a lot of different programs out there uh, for coaches that are not just for specific sports like. Uh, uh, how to I don't talk to know parents? The, the the national <laughs> coaches. What does the NCCP stand for again? The oh, two was it two episodes ago or three episodes? Scott had a whole thing about talking CCP? to parents. He just has his wife do it. <laughs> yeah, NCCP National Competition Championship there you program. Go. So that's a great program if you're going into coaching or and you want to develop co- your coaching skills. There is a lot of great information on that website. There's also a lot of great courses to to make sure that you do take, like uh, respect in sport, right. uh, making ethical decisions, you know, those sorts of things. Those are like basic courses, like core courses. Uh, but there's a ton of information out there for people that, you know, if you've got an hour in front of a computer, you can learn something really cool. Like, um, you know, just uh, concussion awareness, uh, you know, right. stuff like that, right? Well, and coaching would be a great volunteer spot too. Because it is. It is. Actually, there with the kids. sports must be huge for volunteers when you think about it. Because there's oh, multiple volunteers like just our for entire, what we... Our entire program is is made up of volunteers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we have, we're all volunteers. We have one person as a staff, and that's our administrator. 
um, that you know basically does the bookings and stuff like that and handles all all, all of that sort of thing. But right. the entire organization is run from the treasurer to the president to um, me, who handles you know the equipment director and and coaches a couple teams. We're just all volunteers. That yeah. might be like a super easy way if we were talking about how to get into uh, right right you know, grab a kid and then coach them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but if you can grab twelve. Then you can yell. That'd be that'd be even better. Then you can yell at kids, and that's actually that's probably one of the most biggest joys in my coaching. I, I love yelling at children and getting away with it, and the parents going, "He's just so good with them." Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> he really is. That voice really carries. No, it's 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 great. It's very rewarding. It's for me. It's just watching someone. You know, you give them a, you know, a drill, a task, you coach them through it, you encourage them, and then you see them do it in live action. And right. you're like, and you see the look on their face, the excitement and joy they had when they were like, I didn't think they could do that. Like, you know, be- beginning of this year, uh, there was one particular girl that plays on our team. She never would finish with her left foot. And it's been something she, she just never done since I've and I started coaching her since she was probably four years old and she's just never been able to finish on her, on her left foot which means like uh kicking the ball uh like striking oh the left I was picturing Zoolander because right she's like she's never turning yeah, like, left <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you should nickname her yeah, Zoolander like, actually Zoolander so anyway it was uh it was a one game and I just I, I she was already scored a couple of goals like she's a very strong player uh, she's got good speech, one of the, the the older, bigger girls on the team. And then I, I yelled at her on the field. I said, no more goals with your right foot. You cannot score with your right foot. If you want to score another goal, it has to be finished with your left foot. And she just looked at me like, that is not fair. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really care. You will finish with your left foot, only with your left foot. She then followed to score two goals that game with only your left foot. So she comes running back. I'm like, was that with your left foot? She was like, I did it with my left foot. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just... You, you just believe in yourself. You can do it. You've had the soccer ball at your feet for, you know, six years of your life. You can kick it with your left too. Don't worry. And, uh, yeah, just, just seeing those things happen right in front of you, uh, as a coach, um, it's really great. And is it getting harder and harder to coach kids these, these days? Yeah, absolutely. It is. And depending on where you live, um, I always say the more privileged your children are, yeah. Let's say, let's say the more privileged your your youth are that you are coaching, the harder you will be able to keep their attention. Because because uh, they, how do I say this? They get away with a lot more shit. Okay, yeah. they get away with a lot more shit. They're a lot more privileged. You go grab twelve kids. If I had twelve kids from your youth whatever and i had and i made up a a team of u13 boys in a matter of three weeks if those kids really love soccer and they wanted to go there and they'd be there and they're like yeah we got a coach we got a coach and we he's got a soccer ball and he's got a kit for us the the kids that really want to be there that this is all they got sort of thing and that's why i developed to a pretty good soccer player it's all i had my parents didn't have money for anything else. Soccer was thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty bucks. That included the shoes, the shin pads, and your registration fee. Right now, soccer is a little bit more money, of course. Right, like we pay four fifty just to register a kid for indoor. Um, but back then, when I was playing, it was cheap. And you know what? The teams that were the best, like we lived in the north side of Edmonton for a while. They're still some of the stronger teams because these kids aren't as privileged. You know. My daughter, in a week, has dance class, swimming class, uh, piano class, soccer uh, twice a week, um, and what other other activity there is, right? You should combine a couple. You know, in, in North Edmonton or some lower, you know, less privileged communities, it's like you got to play soccer, and that's the soccer. Yeah, and then they fall in love with a ball and a sport, and then they they go wholeheartedly. So you can always tell those kids off, right? You can tell them right off the hop, like, "Oh wow, like this is this is." Uh, and and you look at the best footballers in the world; 
they all came from underprivileged places. You know, you look at Cristiano, uh, Cristian, Cristiano Ronaldo, or yeah, that oh was that Ronaldo. Yeah, you look at Ronaldo, right, and where he came. It was poor in Portugal. I think it was Portugal. Was it Portugal? I think it was Portugal. Pretty sure it was Portugal. Sorry, Ronaldo, if I got your country wrong. And you know, like Lionel Messi, right? You poor person from Argentina, literally left home. Yeah. You know, there's a there is a there's diamonds in the rough. You know, and right. and it's so crazy that most, uh, um, you know, like if we're talking about football, like that's that's where most of the diamonds are. They're in the rough. These kids, you know, they were raised rough, rough places. Um, and then someone like yourself, Cody, you know, found a diamond, encouraged them, yeah. nurtured them, took care of them, gave them positive reinforcement. And then, boof, you know, <laughs> they... they you know, blew off all the dust and the dirt. And all of a sudden you found out that's a Ruby right there. Like, holy cow, what a gem of a kid, you know, maybe not in the sport, but maybe in something else, just because you gave him that light, right. You gave him that encouragement. You gave him that time and the time, right? Like sometimes these kids that that's just what they, they have nothing of with their parents is time yeah, or some sort of role model. They just don't have that time, you know, especially with these uh, immigrant parents, right? Like, you know, most They're, of them are working two, three jobs, right? They are. And, it's it's and, incredible how much they can work. Yeah, yeah, yep. It's and you know what? Talking about it, the mentor it, thing, there was a study out of California, and I I wish I remembered more details, but uh, the effect of it is, and I think this was over a hundred, hundred twenty thousand kids that were in this uh, study, um, and what they monitored was the effect of one person who cared, right, in in their life. So mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird to think. Well, everybody's got one person that's going to care, not necessarily. So, but the effect of having one person caring in their life and, sh- and showing that love brought them out of that at risk category, right? So it's it's incredible. Maybe that's why Boys and Girls Club is kind of large and successful. Never been involved with it, but that's all about mentoring. And sports is all about mentoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Well, let's uh you know, we've been always we've been trying to figure out what we're going to do with our with our show in the summertime that kind of stuff, but maybe maybe we just found something to do this summer. We'll see. We'll two see. two dads Keep soccer us. league. The two dads soccer league. You know, Scott's team versus Eldon's team. <laughs> I'm sorry kids. If you're on my team, I'm sorry. You got picked last. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I never, I never, ever, ever would scout the players on skill. I scout the players on coachability. Yeah, I would agree with skill, that. Sk- skill you can teach. You can teach skill. If they're not coachable, good luck. And you can I, teach oh, them I to kick with their left that. foot, but can you convince them to kick with their left foot? That's right. Are they coachable? Like, are they coachable? And I always tell that with uh, certain coaches, they're – you know, they may have a player that, uh, you know, maybe is struggling, not at the skill level that they're supposed to be kind of at for that age group. And I always just kind of like look at the player and be like, you know what? But honestly, they're really coachable. Spend some time with them. Yeah. You you might have to put a little bit extra effort into that player. And then instead of just – and the biggest uh, thing I always tell coaches too, don't just tell, uh, um, you know, a player or whatever just to do something. Okay? Coach it. Coach, the, coach them through that. Like – it's, it's, it's key. You can't just go across the field and be like, okay, now kick the ball with your instep. Okay. To half the team, they're like, oh, yeah, no, sounds good, instep. And then there's those three girls over there. They're like, the hell's the instep? Like, what does this even mean? And then you go over there like, how come you're not doing it? Well, you didn't show me properly, you know? So, Well, is it that, is it that care? Is it that – so basically, yeah, it is like, care. Yeah. It, it's like I'm hearing like – you can give people instruction. You can throw money at people. You can just, you know, I'm doing good or whatever. But it sounds like to me, if I could sum up everything that we've talked about in a nutshell, is care a little bit more around you. Just care a little bit more. And when you're in front of a person, care with that person. Like whoever they are. Like uh, Just the tip. Just the tip. Brought to you by Johnson's Wood Floor. 
<laughs> so, so Cody's like, oh man, that was like sort of this is the, the last. Like, he yeah, was like dude. just the tip. He's like, where is this coming from? What kind today's, of corner did we just yeah, make in the show? Today's just the tip brought to you by Johnson's Wood Floor, your ideal hardwood floor installer, installing all sorts of flooring, not just hardwood. You can contact them through Facebook and maybe one day Instagram. Still hoping for that, eh? Um, our other sponsor today is Kalani Sports. Uh, get your favorite cooler, color, size. They're quality products. Get it at Kalani Sports. The best way to do that is go through Two Dads Against the World. Click on Dad Mine. Click on the link to Kalani Sports. Pick your cooler and receive 10% off at checkout by typing in Two Dads ATW. Also, a little shout out to Hanson's Distillery. Try the caramel liqueur for Christmas. It's Christmas time. You got to try oh, it. Oh, it's so good with coffee. It's so good. So good. Warm and fuzzy inside, people. You may or may not be getting one of those for Christmas, so I'm just saying. Okay, I, I will I will uh, pretend to be excited. I think I'll just I give it to Karen. I think I'll just message it to Karen. And that's it's probably I'm. best. It's probably yeah. best. Cody, it's been a pleasure having you, you on today. Thank you so much for coming on. I and appreciate it, guys. We're... We were kind of joking a little bit, but not really. We will be in touch, and we will uh, we'll see how this coming few months go. But yes, I was actually joking. I'm probably not going to do anything for you with that whole song. Thing. Whatsoever. I, was, I thought it was a nice thing. To well, you say. know what? In the future, we'll just keep the ball around now. and figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. You guys have a good night. Thanks very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao.